And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, rolling along on a Tuesday afternoon. And uh, pleased to be joined by Pete Souza, who you see, you've seen him on ESPN Plus. You've seen him on KWTX. The man, uh, he's kind of all over the place. And uh, Pete, I understand you've got an exciting announcement that has happened in the past 24 hours. You've probably known about this for a while, but you've shared it publicly. But first of all, welcome to the uh, Matt Mosley Show. Well, I, it's a little unnerving for me. I'm an Eagles guy, and so it's doomsday for me right now. I, it, it is an honor <laughs> and a privilege to be with Matt Mosley, but it's also a little frightening because I, like you, go back in my fandom to the 90s and 80s when the Cowboys used to kind of have our way with us. So I'm still – I got a little PTSD from that still. But I'm doing you, great. It, it is an honor and a privilege to be with you today. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Boy, you went back to uh, Buddy Ball and the Bounty Bowl and, uh, and man, and, Jerome know, and Reggie. And wow. That's it. And, and, and I used to – I really – I was a prod. I was just a huge fan, and and what what Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson did for the Cowboys, I always thought that was amazing because the Cowboys were a doormat, and that was we're throwing snowballs at them, we're having our way with them, and all of a sudden, here comes Jerry Jones, here comes Jimmy Johnson, and, and we've got a dynasty, and we're on the outside looking in again at the time. <laughs> well, you went to Super Bowl last year. I mean, nobody's going to feel sorry for the uh, Eagles right now. Uh, and, uh, I mean, with uh, Hurts, what a what an unbelievable season that was. So these are heady times. Of course, the Cowboys, oh, we're going on 28 years since uh, playing in an <laughs> NFC title game. Used to do it every year with Tom Landry. I mean, think about how many times. I mean, that, there, was a, there was a period of time where, like, in, in I want to say he went to – like 17 NFC title games or something insane like that. The number is mind-boggling. I I just finished up uh, Jimmy Johnson's book, and then I I was also the Jeff Perlman one. I I listened to that. Um, And and I remember the number is jarring, the number of, I think, NFC title games he was just a part of. And and that's how it was every year. For for a fan of the Eagles, you you turn around and, oh, here are the Cowboys again. So, yeah, and and I – I love the, what you do with Ed Werger. So, yeah, I'm a big fan. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, you bet. You bet. And I, uh, I appreciate you listening and helping us with those numbers on the Doomsday Podcast. <laughs> All right? I got to pay for these trips out to Cowboys land out somehow. To Oxnard, yeah. Yeah, oh, out yeah. To Oxnard, yeah. Out to Oxnard, California. I guess the Eagles practice. They used to – I would go, uh, Pete – uh, a year after year, out to Bethlehem or outside of Bethlehem, uh, I guess it's right there by uh, what is it, Allentown? But uh, they would be at Lehigh. Yeah, they were in Westchester when I was a real little kid, and then they moved yeah. over to Lehigh. Uh, you know, now they have this a beautiful facility, and so they they keep it close to home, as most teams do. The Cowboys are the rare exception, really, one of the rare exceptions. And you know, you wake up today and you go outside, and it's 105 degrees, and you understand why. Jerry loves – he was maybe born in Los Angeles or something, so he feels like he has ties, but he loves to have the Cowboys be a part of Southern California, especially when the Raiders, you know, uh, that whole situation happened, the L.A. Raiders, and Jerry in his mind felt like he needed to fill that void. 
Uh, and you just never know what the Raiders are going to do. And, of course, now they're in uh, Las Vegas. Now, Pete Souza, uh, I, I do want to get to your big news. I like this, man. Sure. ESPN, uh, <laughs> this sounds like kind of a multi-year deal. I'm going to call it lucrative. You don't have to share the numbers uh, with me, but um, that's kind of cool. I mean, you signed a uh, – You've signed a deal with ESPN. Now, we've. I, I'm afraid this means we're not going to have you as much doing some of these Baylor games, okay? We're probably going to lose you because now you've got to start going around the country all over the place. You were already doing some of this. What all does this entail, Pete? Are you, um, are you now going to be doing a college football game every week? And I assume you'll be doing a lot of these college basketball games. Yeah, you, you, you kind of nailed it. Well, first of all, I used to do PR in the NBA, so I can say the terms of the deal are, are, are not disclosed, but I can say <laughs> it's not a multi-year deal. It's a solid, it's a solid year um, with a lot of events. I know that I'll be doing probably three, four Big 12 football games or, or other games, maybe more than that, and then college basketball season. I should be really busy. And luckily uh, for myself, I – you know, I got the opportunity to do games last year and they put me on the big 12 and they like my work. Of course, I like the opportunity and the big 12 is the best conference in basketball. So I appreciated the stage and the opportunity. And I literally, it's, it's tough. I mean, just to give you a little insight, as you know, uh, you stay on people, you're, you're persistent, but you're not pushy and you let the work speak for itself and I know that I have a, a plenty of work to do, but I feel like uh, I've been like you my whole life surrounded, insulated by sports and calling games since I was a kid. So when the opportunity came, I was ready. And uh, yeah, they, they asked me if I wanted to do more games. Of course I said, yes. And quickly. <laughs> and then the guy who I work with negotiating stuff said not so fast, uh, but yeah, it's a great opportunity. And I'm, and I am beyond grateful to have it and to be able to do games, I'll be kind of centered out of still out of central Texas, based in central Texas, doing the big 12, still do Baylor games whenever I can still do high school games for KWTX. we got our first game Thursday night, Colleen and Harker Heights next Thursday. And then I am doing September 2nd, Texas state Baylor at McLean. And then you kind of find out your schedule as the season matriculates, but uh, I am beyond grateful for the opportunity. Oh man, I like that. Texas, you got the assignment, Texas State uh-huh. Baylor. And uh do you already know who your partner is for that one and do you think your partner will kind of stay the same through much of the year or is that kind of yet to be uh, determined? At this level, you you watch the games. There are rare air guys, right? Like Joe Buck, Troy Aikman or even yeah. if you look at Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreit. But if you really look at Broadcasters all over the place, whether it's CBS Sports Network, whether it's ESPN, there's not a lot of turnover so much as the broadcast teams are concerned, but there's a lot of turnover with, uh, I should say, the personnel. There's not a lot of turnover with the personnel, but there's a lot of turnover with the broadcast teams and the pairings. So, I'm again, I'm just super happy to be there. I, Chad yeah. Brown I worked with the first two games last year, um, and then they'll kind of move you around. I loved working with Chad. I'm not so sure how I ha- who I'll have the first week. Uh, at, at Baylor, uh, but I'll be finding out here soon in a little bit because I have been preparing since I found out about a week and a half ago for this game. That's my favorite part of it. Again, you know, not to ride it till the wheels come off, but like you, the preparation is my favorite part. You know, I grew up watching NFL films. I grew up calling the games, turning the volume down, calling them on my television screen. And 
I called games in college. I called games uh, in the NBA D League, and then I, I kind of got away from it and got into TV news, and I got back into Texas, and it, and it really opened up for me. Man, you're going to be looking at that Texas State roster. They got a new coach, one of their quarterbacks, coach, I'll say. quarterback. Yeah. yeah. And, and Look, they're exciting. I, you can always say, oh, it's not like they're going to go, you know, week three, Baylor takes on Long Island. Okay, that's one of those games where you think, wow, that could, that could get messy. Texas State, hey, let's, let's hold on now. They got an exciting coach. They have an exciting offense. Uh, this is a team that's been, you know, FCS for 12 years. Uh, they are, they're ready to go. They're ready to roll. So, uh, and I don't think Dave Miranda or anybody on the, on the Baylor coaching staff is going to overlook them, but they're a formidable opponent. You know, last year I did the opener against Albany. Um, and then I did a game, Oklahoma State against Arkansas Pine Bluff. You know, going into games like that, you really, you're excited because it's college football and it's always super interesting. But just where the teams come from kind of gives you an idea. You look at the points spread before the game, you're like, wow. Uh, that's not so much the case in this game, so I'm pumped. Yeah. Well, they uh, C.J. Rogers, former Baylor walk-on quarterback, is one of their quarterbacks at Texas State. Uh, Malik Hornsby, who was a big-time recruit. And then I think they've yeah. got somebody from LSU, as you found out. So you're right. I mean, I don't know how good they're going to be, but they're going to be exciting. And I like the coach they hired. Uh, they're they're giving it a go Kitty. on – Oh my gosh! Yeah, I knew his dad. His dad played at Baylor, and uh, uh, and and he, this guy, a really good young coach. I did not like the previous guy was fine, but he was trying to do it all through the portal. Right? They were basically uh, foregoing. You cannot sever your relationship with high school coaches. No, I mean, you do these high exactly. school games. Yeah, and that's and that's, and, a, that's and, one of those moves where you you raise your eyebrow a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you you go one class where you don't take a high school kid, you got problems. And they they yeah. did that one year. They did all portal like in 2000 or 2021 and I thought that is a good way to get yourself fired. By the way, that Harker Heights talking to Pete Souza on the Matt Mosley show, that's big time football out in um, out in Colleen. I mean, that that team uh always seems to be loaded and I would imagine uh this is the this is the same. Have you started to take a peek at some of our local teams? And by the way, some of these players uh, that are being recruited, this is unreal. With Micah Hudson, uh, you know, obviously the uh, uh, Kobe uh, Black over yeah, over at Conley. I mean, these are yeah. big time five star uh, athletes that are playing right around uh, uh, you know right around Central Texas. Well, you mentioned five star. Just want to back up real quick. The Hornsby. Uh quarterback you mentioned yeah he was, he was a four-star t- uh guy yes. going into lsu so like he was the, the that's the highest recruit texas state has ever had so that gives you an idea of the kind of players that that coach kenny is attracting and who baylor will be up against it's not and these guys are used to winning they all come from incarnate word uh the coaching staff does where they went, went very far in the playoffs last year but texas high school football back to your initial question it's unbelievable you know i'm from the northeast so I grew up outside of Philadelphia. Kind of, you, you play high school football. I played high school football, and it, you get athletes once in a while, right? But the tradition rich is kind of towards Western PA. You know, all the right moves, uh, those teams out out towards Pittsburgh. So coming to Texas for me has been so eye opening and exciting to be able to cover, to go to these high school football games and to see the athletes and the way they play, the cohesion. Uh, the way it's so obvious that football 
is the first language uh, in Central Texas and in Texas. So, yeah, it's, it's super exciting. I know Jerry Edwards, the coach last year for Harker Heights, left. He went up north. So they have a new head coach this year. I'm, I'm getting set, getting settled, and, uh, and really yeah. excited for that week one. It's, uh, it'll be on the CW on Thursday night on uh, next uh, Thursday, the 24th. August. You put you you got your board. You got to put your uh, your board together. And I don't know if you you some. Part, Matt. Oh man, get the get get the board put together. Get everything you need, and then uh, you know whether you need a spotter or not. Some people love the spotter. Some people don't. I mean, I think I would des- with my eyesight. I would def- definitely need so a spotter a inside. I used to. I I got out of college. I worked in sports. Then I worked in NBA PR for a while. And I got into, I always wanted to, to broadcast and a couple of good buddies of mine were, were broadcasters, broadcasters for NFL teams, or maybe the NFL and Fox. So I, I used to spot when I was a kid, probably in my early twenties, I, I, I went on the road with a guy who was doing NFL and Fox. And I, so I know how to spot and I have, it, it, it is not easy for people that don't know. And you're listening, Mm-mm. you need to know, you have to identify on the broadcaster's board, who made the catch, who made the tackle. If there's a pick six, you better get it right. <laughs> you know, you know. And if there's a blocked punt, you better get it right. If you can get the guy who blocked the punt before we go to commercial with the guy who recovered it, that's great. So I know all that stuff, and that, I think, helped me prepare for games like this and, and for doing stuff like this. But I, a, a good spotter, Matt, that's the mm-hmm. key. The more and more uh, broadcasting uh, evolves, these big networks, you can travel a stats and spotter wherever you go, which is awesome. But if you had to pick, most broadcasters will say, hey, I can get the stats now off stat broadcaster. There's so many exotic outlets to get good stats, but a good spotter is hard to find. Man, yeah. I will not try my hand at that. Yeah, but you will not. You may see me in the press box, but it'll be in the buffet line. I won't be down there because that I've I've heard. We I used to be a guy that did high school around here, and I've I've heard like if somebody messed up spotting, it was like a intern type college intern, like the way they would treat those. Now, you're not like this. You're not wired like that. But some people, the way they're revved up. And they get that testosterone going, and somebody identifies the wrong player or something. Yikes! I do not I've want heard, that. I've heard some some nightmare stories. I've certainly <laughs> I've certainly been chewed out. I've heard nightmare stories about big time broadcasters just telling guys, "Hey, take a walk. I got it. I can, yeah. I can do it without you throwing me off." But then there's another <laughs> on the other side of that coin. You know, I think Brad Sham. I think he's had the same guy. Forever. I mean, I, you you hear about him, talk about him on the broadcast, uh-huh. on the Cowboy broadcast sometimes, and that's that's a big part of your success and your confidence going into a, a game. I know that my spotter, I know that when I look down at the board, he's going to have the right guy. You look down sometimes, and I have been this guy, and the spotter's kind of nervous or he's pointing, he's half pointing. You think, oh, okay, I'm kind of, I might be on my own here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just looking. That's a, the uh, the guy that Chris Hall, longtime Cowboy scout, he's up there. I think I think a guy named Bob does Brad's stats, but Chris Hall, longtime Cowboy scout, because of course he knows the roster really well, might be yeah. part of the secret to Brad's uh, success up there. And Babe, I mean, 
Laufenberg has to carry him at times. Let's just be honest about that. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN, Central Texas. Pete Souza, uh, I say that in love. Pete Souza joining us today. And uh, it's funny to hear you say you're from the Northeast because sometimes I've done radio for many, many years with like Anthony Gargano or oh, Gargano, sure. as they say it, because. up in the Northeast and those guys. And like even hearing you talk like in. Uh, like Eskin and those guys from WIP, Howard was a huge Jimmy Johnson fan. He must have gone to Miami or something, or been some. He had some connections to the, the so Miami Hurricanes. Howard didn't yeah. go to Miami, and okay, he was a big time sports radio guy in Philly. But he always went to the games when Jimmy Johnson was there, and then he would go to Cowboys games. You know, Howard had a way. That's why he was so successful, and he was one of those guys. He did his homework. He showed up at every event, and when you're a talk show host and you're doing things like that, much like you do, you do establish credibility, not only with you know your listening audience, but the coaches and the players. And somehow he got so tight with Jimmy Johnson. He was always talking about Jimmy yeah. Johnson and, and the Cowboys, which was a little conflict of interest in Philly. But I, you know, I know you've experienced having those guys on your show and going on their show. Oh, yeah. The best, two of the best radio markets in the country, sports, oh. you know, Philly and Dallas. Yeah, one of those guys who they, then they started having the kind of the WIP versus that ESPN station up there, and the guy that used to be with Stephen A. Smith, he had me on one Mike time, Minnelli. and I and I I didn't know Miss Nelly and I ended up being fine, but I didn't really know how combative. And my and my thought, if if somebody was a guest, if having you on as a guest, they were going to be somewhat kind to you. And I remember. He fired a couple of things at me, and boy, I went back and I was like, "What have I gotten myself into?" Yeah, Mike Missinelli. Yeah, I hadn't talked to him in a while. This he, is bringing he, back. You know, he, would yeah. have your, he would have your boy. He would challenge like Colin Cowherd to come on, and Cowherd would come on just because he's Colin Cowherd, and he would, you know, somewhat explain himself as to why he had this take on Philadelphia. Missinelli's piece of work for sure. <laughs> Pete Souza joining us. Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas. That's got to be weird though. Even like college basketball, you love it so much, but like the portal has changed everything. Even Baylor, you know, Baylor did, did yeah. not have a lot of players leave in the past. Now they have players leaving. Now they're working the portal. I mean, K State will have wholesale changes. Texas Tech with Grant McCaslin, completely different team. I mean, from year to year. There's just not as much carryover as there used to be. And you're right. It's a great conference, but even KU. I mean, that's this is a, you're I mean, when you when you're getting ready to do those games for ESPN, mm -hmm. you're you're having to this is a whole different roster than you had the year before. And think about it, in the years they used to have guys stay three or four years, you get to know them, you get a great feel for the team. The only thing you could do now is get a great feel for the coach. And even that changes. You know, uh, obviously West idea. Virginia has a whole yeah. a fluid situation. And that's, and that's the idea. That's why, in speaking with people at ESPN, um, when this position was presented to me, I said, you try to be – because it's true, man. I'll call games anywhere. I don't care where you send me. And the gentleman that was talking to me about this, he said, hey, why would you want to come off the Big 12? I said, hold on, I don't, I don't want to. He, I, I said, I just want to let you know how flexible I am. And it's the best conference in college basketball. And what we're seeing now, and you talk to coaches about this, there are times when the guy slips my mind right now, but he was a starting point guard. He was a freshman. He was a Big 12 freshman of the year at Iowa State, and he, tr and he transferred to Texas. That's yeah. odd. You know, so now Iowa State is playing Texas, and it's just 
it is such coaches are now adjusting to this, right? They don't, they don't love that in, in, in a sense where you're playing against a guy who you recruited and left you, and now you're literally playing against him. And then you got, you know, guys like Grant McCaslin, or, or Grant McCaslin's taking guys from his team and bringing them from North Texas and bringing them to Texas Tech as a broadcaster. You, I don't care who's out there, right? It's as, as somebody who's died in the wool with a college, it is a little awkward as a broadcaster. It's kind of Matt, almost like NFL or NBA free agency. The players are staying the same and they're around for longer than ever. So you do start to identify with guys. Okay. I know this guy. I know his strengths. I know his weaknesses. I know where he's from. It's, it is uh, hard to wrap the mind around the change in uniform and location, but it is nice that there's a familiarity with some of these guys. I mean, last year, Texas's team, some of these teams, you got guys in the starting lineup averaging like 22 years old. And Mm -hmm. that was not the case years ago. And these guys are getting, as we know, they're getting paid sick amounts of money and good for them. But some guys aren't even playing and they're on the bench getting a couple hundred grand. It creates turmoil too. And I think obviously it makes a coach's job more difficult. Dave Aranda talking after the scrimmage on Saturday. And this had nothing had to do really with NIL, or maybe it did, but he was asked, hey, how do you feel about the team? You were probably right there. He said, feel very good. Uh, Everybody, you know, the attitude around the team is great, but let's find out when we we pick the starters and when we see who's traveling and when guys figure out their minutes, that's when you kind of figure out what sort of team you have on your hands. Can they handle the adversity? And and honestly, Aranda cares about that more than most coaches. I'm not saying ever, you know, coaches don't have empathy, but he had to kind of get past some of that with his transfer portal, and he's admitted that that you know I didn't really embrace that, and it might have come at the detriment of the team. These Bears with Mike Smith at linebacker, Keechon Jackson at wide receiver, some of these uh, some of these uh, transfers are not just like going to start; they're going to be the leaders of the team. And that's what's kind of wild is it, at first it was kind of like, let's just bring in a player or two to be complimentary. The guy that came in from LSU that was a great nose tackle, uh, you know, some good offensive linemen. Now, I mean, Baylor brought in eight players, and I would say like at least six to seven of the eight are going to make big-time contributions. And one of them's the backup quarterback. He might not yeah. make it this year, but he might be ready to go. And and Baylor hadn't hit on a quarterback in in uh, recruiting in like three years. You realize that? How I mean, do you that, feel about Blake? How do you feel about Blake Shapen? How do you? What are your expectations for him? Oh, I he's I I like him uh, more than a lot of Baylor fans because I mean I remember what he looked like at first, and I know what kind of arm talent. I just think he's way more talented than people, uh, and I uh, even other Big Twelve coaches I've seen quoted anonymously saying, "Oh, he's just a guy," kind of thing. I I think he's extremely accurate if he gets his feet under him and he's decisive in all those things. I I think I think they believe they can do a lot with him. That said, his backups more what you like dream of for a quarterback. Measurables, 63. Yeah. Oh, huge leader. Like he came in the first day and he started like leading a Bible study. It's like you've come to the right place. What were you doing out in Starkville? What were you doing out there? I don't have Bible studies out there in the SEC. <laughs> yeah, right. So, he shows up and everybody uh, Everybody fell in love with him. So I, I, but I think Shapen 
could end up having. But first of all, he's got he got really good running back stable, and the and the receivers have so much more experience, talent. This Jackson kid from Arkansas could be really really good. Uh, there they go about five deep at wide receiver, and at least three deep at running back. So I, I think. Um, I think he's going to have a lot more help at the skill position. Baylor got way overrated last year based on what happened the previous season. They lost great NFL talent. This year, they are. I think they have a chance to be kind of that X factor. And so could they be a TCU and make a, a shocking charge? They could. Could they, could they go? Could they win six games? Yeah, they could do that too. Um, but, I, I mean, there's the there's, there's – the, potential for a nine or ten win season in this oh, team I, I really I, yeah there's a lot of excitement around the team and you can tell Aranda genuinely is excited because if he if he's anything he's authentic uh, even though sometimes it's always hard to get a, a hold of these coaches now this day and age it's just how it is when he, you can see the genuine excitement he has about this team and about the talent and about the weapons and about guys like Mike Smith like you mentioned transfers coming in that he's tapping as leaders, just the way that he talks about them off the field. He's excited about this group. You mentioned Robertson. I think that that, I don't think anything can go wrong with that situation. You've got an effective backup, right? Who's always the most popular guy in town. And you also have a guy who will push Blake Shapin, which he has shown us in the past has worked for him. Maybe this is a situation where we'll, we'll see that once again. I don't know. The exciting part is we get to find out, uh, you, September 2nd, as these games begin, I, we talk about the realignment and we talk about teams departing conferences. At the end of the day, there's college football and there's great college football games. And we're lucky here. We're in the Big 12. We, it, it continues to get better. I can't imagine what the feeling is out in, in a place like Seattle, Washington. It's just, it's, it's got to be a real downer. Yeah, yeah, I that's uh it's it it is very very uh strange right now to think of the Pac-4 and and what all that is going to end up looking like. Although if I were the ACC, these people that are like turning down Cal Berkeley and Stanford, I'd be like, "Hey, get them in here. Get them in the Big 12. I it makes my degree look better. It makes the Baylor degree look better to have these like academic intellectuals around. I want them in the Big 12. What bring them in?" Unfortunately, this is just stuff I've read from people who have way more access than I do, but even the PAC 12, like the television deals, I think there's an over folks can overvalue themselves. Some of the conferences, some of the schools may not yeah. quite have an identity of who they really are. So you're turning down deals. The PAC 12 is turning down deals from ESPN and NBC and deals that are sizable, that they would, would have taken in a second a week or two ago. And that led to what we see now is this reformation and the, the, the Pac-12 dissolving. There wasn't uh, – there's – folks have trouble, like in everyday life, right, really knowing who they are and their identity. Yeah, I would say so. And uh, But, uh, boy, Pete, it was that was fun. And uh, congratulations. You also, uh, you know, put it out there about uh, – uh, about your sobriety for uh, yeah. nearly, I guess, 12 years now. That's a well, pretty you. incredible Without thing that, to uh, – yeah, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. Without that, I, really, I, I hit rock bottom after I was working in the NBA, and uh, I went to treatment. And then after treatment, I went somewhere else. So I, I got a job working at a Kentucky Fried Chicken. I was in my 30s, and I learned a lot about life and humility 
and about a second chance. So I have a lot of gratitude for being on here with you today. And if anybody is out there and you're struggling or you think you can't stop, I'm not hard to find. Send me a direct message. I'd love to talk to you because I, yeah, I had the gift of desperation. And now I'm able to really pack stuff in the stream of life. I love what I'm doing. I love talking to you. And uh, it's, all, it's, all, it's all good now on this side. I'm glad to hear it. And, uh, boy, you're doing great. Congratulations to you on your new deal with ESPN. And uh, we'll, I'll be having you on more often because I like it. Plus, I'm a huge NBA guy, so at some point we'll go down that uh, path because uh, there's a lot, uh, a lot to discuss on that end. Even this, like the NBA, never sleeps. It's, it's like the NFL now. It never, <laughs> even that James Harden story the other day uh, from your part of the world uh, was uh, was really interesting. So we'll uh, we'll get into some NBA talk, Pete. I appreciate it. Fan. Interesting is one way to put it, man. I yeah. appreciate the opportunity, Matt. We'll have to reconvene later you bet you bet there he goes pete souza uh from just outside of philadelphia uh and he's ended up in central texas boy's been kwtx does a lot of baylor stuff and now espn is going to be sending him around the country to do a lot of games you see him on big 12 basketball but uh pete's done a really nice job and then an inspiring story with his recovery and uh that's uh that's very uh admirable and uh, Aaron has talked about his own recovery on this show before, and it's just, uh, boy, I admire the heck out of it, folks that uh, are able to uh, recognize that and then come come rolling back from it. Uh, it's a pretty amazing thing. So very, very exciting for Pete Souza.